Patrick Everson joins us now, friend of the show. We talk to him every week. I don't know, man. This game just has the feeling like it's gonna. It's already like a weird setup with you know tons of Titans not playing, and it's a Thursday night game, which they get weird on its own. Now it's raining and it's sloppy on top of that. Where do you see this game? Like, do you even have a feel for how this game is going to go, given just all of the weird circumstances? I have no feel for this yeah. at all. And first, Nick and PJ, apologies for leaving you high and dry last night. I was in the middle of writing, and I just totally lost track of time. And my phone, of course, the one time my phone's on silent, it's like my texts are going off, but I'm not hearing them. So I apologize for that, and I appreciate all the, good. Uh, no the worries. All good. All good. Getting tonight. <laughs> like, I got no feel for this game. I'm not sure the odds makers have a real feel for this game, but I did talk to Jason Scott just a little bit. went back and forth on text messages with Jason Scott a little bit ago. He A little bit ago, he's the vice president of trading for BetMGM. And what he said was, you know, the number obviously moved up a lot off of all these Titans decisions to either rest players or you've got injured players, obviously, in the case of Tannehill. And then you decide not to start Willis and you're going to get a guy under center who last week was on the Lions practice squad. It's it's crazy. But he did say it was Cowboys money all the way up to 14 from nine and a half all the way to 14. So they're certainly going to need the Titans to at least cover tonight. He did say everybody's pretty much leading off. They feel like the Dallas Cowboys are a free space on the bingo card in terms of a money line parlay. So everybody's leading off their money line parlays for the weekend with the Dallas Cowboys, whether they're, and they're probably tying some of that into college football as well as the Sunday NFL, but, uh, and then the Monday NFL, which is going to be huge. And, and we might touch on that, but they're definitely going to need the, the, uh, the Titans to at least cover that number tonight. And then the total, he said, as the spread has grown, the total has shrunk. He said an under is a loser for the book which is unusual in a standalone primetime game. Usually the, you know, the public likes to go favorite and over favorite and over, but uh, tonight at Betham jam looks like they're going to need the over actually. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. Pat, let's touch on that bills Bengals game because it might be the game of the year. So much riding mm-hmm. the bills win. They're pretty much the number one seed. As long as they take care of business week, 18 Bengals win, mm-hmm. they're alive for it as well. The play I like best in this game is the under I, with these two teams. The fact that the total is under 50, I think is pretty telling. We've seen the Bengals play the Chiefs already. That game went under. We saw the Bills play the Chiefs. That game went under. Um, or the Bengals play the Chiefs, excuse me. So we've seen both of these teams play the Chiefs, and both of those games went under. I think this game could go under as well. And uh, I, I kind of lean towards the Bills. What are your thoughts on this game and, and how it could play out possibly? Well, here's just off of what I got this afternoon from one odds maker. And to your point on the uh, on the under, it's it. I would I would say that would certainly be the sharp side. Ticket count three to one with this odds maker. Money five to one on the over. However, telling just as you said that a it's forty nine and a half, and b that with this odds maker tickets three to one, money five to one. Now, granted, it's only Thursday, and as I mentioned to you guys every week, you know until you're really getting into Saturday and honestly game day, and in this case Monday is game day. Um, you're you're seeing a, a, literally a fraction of the money that you're actually going to see on this game in the end. But tickets three to one, money five to one on the over. Total hasn't moved off forty nine and a half. So I think that's pretty telling too. It might even point more toward your inclination, PJ, to to be thinking about the uh, the under in that game. Mm-hmm. Although you know what, I feel like. If the, if, the, if the tickets and money keep rolling that way, maybe you can get yourself another half a point or so. Who knows? Maybe a, maybe a full point. So it might be worth waiting. But, um, you know, as far as the, the side, uh, the odds maker said it seems like a coin flip game. The spread kind of indicates that. I think, we're, what do we got? Bills minus one, basically, yep. at, at most spots. Um, 
he doesn't think that uh, the line is going to move. He's going to be right in this area. It's going to be minus one. Maybe it goes to pick him. He says he can't see it going up. He doesn't th- see the line going like Bills one and a half, Bills two, which some books actually started at Bills minus one and a half. So um, it's just going to be a matter of how the public decides to play this over these next few days. And look, there's no reason for the public not to be on the Bengals, who have been an ATM for betters pretty much all season. And, uh, you know, I, I in, in fact, Burrow in his last 22 starts, 19 and three against the spread. I mean, just an absolute moneymaker. Yeah, that's insane. So the public can certainly be interested in that. But the Bills have been a public team really since February. They've been a pub, they were a public team in the Super Bowl market and a lot of other futures markets in the MVP market with 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 Josh Allen and week to week to week. Generally, they've been a pretty strong public play. So uh, it's the public's going to decide where this goes. And right now, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's. A lean build, fifty six percent of bets, sixty five percent of money. Yeah, it's definitely been a uh, a hell of a stretch for the Bengals, though, covering in twenty of their twenty three last last twenty three games, including the postseason last year. I mean, they they've just been unbelievable. They're they're riding that hot streak right into the playoffs, and I love teams like that. Teams that get hot right before the playoffs start. You know, we've seen a lot of swings when it comes to the spreads this week. I mean, the numbers have been all over the place with quarterback news, kind of obviously dictating a lot of that change. San Francisco opened as a four and a half point favorite over Vegas. Then, of course, the Derek Carr benching news comes out. That thing ballooned all the way to 10. It's down at BetMGM at uh, minus nine and a half San Francisco right now. I can't imagine there's a lot of money on the Raiders in this. But I'm assuming there's got to be some people that are just saying, hey, might as well take a flyer on it. This just feels this feels to me like a San Francisco blowout. It, it sure could be, and I think that's what everybody's uh, expecting. This line just kind of climbed the ladder. It wasn't a situation where it necessarily went from six, six and a half straight to 10, but it moved pretty rapidly on on this whole uh, Derek Carr situation. And, and one odds maker said he kind of he, he, he didn't necessarily feel the Derek Carr thing coming. He didn't think it was going to go quite to that extent. But he's like, look, I was fortunately able to stay ahead of this all the way. And it's interesting because, you know, odds makers all have their power ratings, Nick. And the power ratings help inform them on the spread, but they don't mandate the spread. He said after all this had happened, he honestly had this like around 12 and a half, 13 in favor of the Niners, but he knew he couldn't go that far, uh, you know, in a power rating. That's that's kind of the number he ended up with. Um, but he was at 10 and a half and, you know, feels all right with that at the moment. But to your point, it does feel like it could be a Niners blowout. The Niners obviously don't have nearly, you know, don't have a ton to play for, but uh, there were some people who got in early on that. And there's definitely some books that have exposure like six, six and a half that, that beat that, that beat that news. They were aware of that news and, and beat it getting public. And, uh, uh, and this odds maker in particular said, Hey, I'd, I'd feel pretty good if, if I had six or six and a half and, and, and a few people do for sure. Pat, this- there is one better by the way, who has, I'm sorry. No, I just remembered. There was a six figure bet that I heard about today, 110,000 on the Raiders at either six or six and a half. I can't remember. And you just got a feel for that. Oh, that person man. That's that brutal. Not where the value is on this game. at this. No, point. no, oh, no. Nick, I'm sorry you did that. That yeah, is, that yeah, is yeah, a brutal, that, mis- that is a me. brutal mistake you by you. Hey, we all make mistakes. Uh, it, I got plenty more. It, it happens. You'll be back. <laughs> Pat Eagles saints to me is fascinating because this line at one point was three and a half. Then it was seven earlier today. It was five. Now it's to six and a half. Everybody wants to talk about Jalen Hurts and Gardner Minshew, but Lane Johnson being out is very key for the Eagles. You look at the track record 
when he plays versus when he doesn't. The Eagles are a totally different team. Do you see this getting back up to seven, or do you think odds makers are going to keep this right here at six and a half up until kickoff? That's a good question. And by the way, speaking of that, remember that the Bengals have a key offensive lineman yes. injured this week too, mm-hmm. and, uh, and Lael Collins. That's, I had one sharp guy tell me that he thinks that is just huge, and he loves the Bills. Um, that absolutely loves the Bills. He thinks that uh, the Bills' pass rush will be too much for Burrow. Although, look, the spread record tells it all, and the straight-up record's pretty darn good too. Um, but he feels like that injury could be pretty key on the offensive line for the Bengals. But checking in with one odds maker on the Eagles at this point, six and a half, four to one tickets, five to one money on the Eagles. Um, you know, it's getting weighted pretty good. If it if that continues into the weekend, I think there's a chance it hits seven. You know, I, I it doesn't. I mean, I, I guess we really need to know whether 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 Hertz is starting, and I'm trying to figure out whether I feel like that number indicates Hertz is starting. But there's one other element that's interesting to this game, and 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 uh, an odds maker brought it up with me last week to keep in mind that the Eagles have the Saints. I believe the Eagles have the Saints pick, first round pick, in the 2023 draft. So they certainly don't. They'd like that pick to be as good as it can, and the more the Saints lose, the better that pick is. So there's some incentive that stretches it's not important to the playoffs or anything like that for the eagles but there's some incentive for the for the organization that that could play into this a little bit as well interesting talking to patrick everson bet mgm tonight packers are three and a half point favorites at home against the vikings we know green bay is certainly a tough place to play and we talk about Kirk cousins and more pro, you know games that matter more even though it's 425 and not prime time there's all these narratives around the vikings going up there trying to win in green bay the weather could play a factor the thing with me, and maybe I'm 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 looking too deep into this. I see a Minnesota team that continues to win close games and has a confidence mm-hmm. level after coming back from a 33 nothing deficit. Nothing scares them anymore. I kind of like Minnesota plus three and a half up there in Green Bay. What's the What's the public telling us? Where's the money going right now? Well, in 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 this instance, you've got 57 percent of with one odds maker that I spoke to earlier today. This isn't going to be reflective of everybody necessarily, mm-hmm. but 57% of spread tickets on the Vikings, but 89% of spread money on the Packers. Mm-hmm. So, and, and he said, and oftentimes when you see a skew like that, Nick, it's usually, okay, there must be like a six-figure play or something on the Packers. There are no six-figure bets, no real big bets on the Packers with this particular odds maker. And in fact, Green Bay is drawing more spread money at, with this particular book than any other team in week 17. Wow. So it looks like, you know, the play that's going to be on the Vikings is going to be the sharp side in this. And three in the hook, I'm not going to argue with you there. This team does nothing but win one score games, as you pointed out. And if this is close, you know, the, Minnesota's been doing it all season long. Um, you know, I, I don't think with the, with the way the cash is coming in, I don't know if it goes to three. So if you get three in the hook, that's uh, that's fantastic. And and who knows? Maybe you luck out. And, I don't, I'm not sure you're going to see four, but – I can't argue with you on three on the hook based on the results Minnesota has put up. Pat, big day at college football tomorrow. We obviously have the playoff on Saturday, but I want to ask you about some of these games tomorrow because we're starting to see some line movement. Notre Dame's jumped from two and a half to three and a half. They've gone through the key number. UCLA's up to seven and a half now against Pitt tomorrow. NC State was underdogs to Maryland. They're now favored in that game. Anything popping out to you about any of these games tomorrow? Clemson, Tennessee is obviously the headliner in the Orange Bowl. But have you been hearing anything about any sides or totals that maybe the books need in any of these bowl games tomorrow? 
Right. Well, I got a, uh, a fair amount on Clemson, Tennessee uh, in, in my latest updated uh, for the article at VegasInsider.com. But I will say, just throw you some numbers from one odds maker, really recent numbers, like probably updated in the last, you know, 10 minutes or so, literally. Um, you mentioned Notre Dame. Pretty much two-way. Well, I mean, it's it, it's 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 two-way action, but it's a lean toward Notre Dame on the money on the spread. 57% of money, 63% of tickets. UCLA, out of all of those games, UCLA seems to be the team that people like the most. Uh, with this one odds maker, three to one tickets, four to one money mm. on the Bruins on the spread in that game. So that's kind of interesting. And then, you know, the Tennessee-Clemson game, definitely interesting. This line's come down, you know, a, you know, a pretty fair amount. It's the first it's the first of the New Year's Six Bowl games, the non, you know, the other four yep. non-playoff games among those New Year's Six games. So, uh, and right out of the gate tomorrow night uh, in the Orange Bowl, and the, the the latest I got on this one, and I'm sorry, I'm looking scrolling up my screen right now. Um, Tennessee with uh, with one particular odds maker, Tennessee, fifty six percent of spread money, sixty two percent of spread tickets. So not like heavily lopsided, but people leaning toward Tennessee and that line has run toward Tennessee. It opened, uh, you know, I think at some spots it might've even been as high as seven. Um, and now it's made its way back down to four. So, uh, and, and what the odds maker said is, uh, you know, the sharp betters reacted with initial bets that pushed the line up on Clemson, uh, with, and, and part of it was on the QB change. They actually, you know, the sharp guys responded to that QB change. They liked it, but, this odds maker, a college football trader, he's definitely into college football. Um, he said, look, Joe Milton, he's not Hendon Hooker, but he played pretty well in the last couple of games. He's not surprised to see Tennessee get some action. He thinks they're pretty good. And he thinks even with – he, this is kind of an interesting, like, you know, observation. He said they were very good this season. And even with their team right now, he said of the Vols, they'd be favored over TCU, kind of flipping that forward into the college football playoff semifinal. So I thought that was kind of interesting as well. Patrick Everson, Vegas Insider. It was a different day. We still got to catch up with you, and that's all that matters, my friend. Fantastic. And Blossom was quiet just long enough. My dog is literally right like, can you please give Blossom, you want some treats? She definitely wants yeah, some treats. That's, yeah. I Night. appreciate you guys. I was going to say happy new year to all of you. And uh, thanks a lot for your time and the platform. I really appreciate you guys having me on. You Not as well. A Thank we, you. We Pat. love having you on. Now go give your dog some treats because I know when I say the word treats <laughs> gotcha. to my dog, that's it. That is done. Like you have to, you have to follow through. You yep. have to follow through on that. So it's you know, all over. You know, PJ, I'll tell you what. I, uh, I, I, I just, I think I like Minnesota. I still, I really do. I uh, think I like them to at least cover in that. That three. Yeah, I do hook, like them with the hook. It's tempting me. I haven't bet it yet, but I just kept thinking while we were talking to Patrick. I was like. Three and a half. Like they, they they play in the close. They play in close games all year. I like. They're the riding hook. a wave enough where I don't think I'll take them on the money line, but I think I'll take them there. Agreed. So.